It's Erin. And Corey. And Kirsty. And this is the Angsty Book Society. Let's get ready to rumble. Hello and welcome. I was already recording. (laughs) (laughs) I just pretended to hit the button and I watched. (laughs) You were watching my hand, so I just went. All right. Not even on. We've been had. <laughs> you introduced yourself. Just so tapping, just tapping the laptop. <laughs> well, that was that Welcome. was Aaron. <gasps> yeah, oh. that was Aaron. Welcome back. Welcome back, guys. Look at us. That was Corey, then Aaron. Oops. Now it's Kirsty. <laughs> um, this is Corey, Kirsty, and Aaron. And it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, it has been. I, I, you know, I wish I could say. For the integrity of the podcast that, like, it's so nice to see you guys again. But it's, it's not that we haven't been in the same room with one another. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, back to school turned into uh, three months and then here we are, holiday season. Mm-hmm. Christmas um, is here. We've read other books. Lots. We just haven't talked about the last book we brought up, but we... What did you say we were going through, Aaron? We, all three of us, were going through our own individual existential crises. They've resolved. They've resolved. Yeah. You know, we all are completely different places in our life than we were at the beginning of August when we were optimistic that we could, you know, keep the podcast going. And <laughs> yeah. then all of a sudden, <laughs> the shit hit the fan, if you will. Yes. So much shit. We're different people now. We are. We should change our names. Yeah. What do you, who do you want to be? If you, how about this? We can do uh, character names from books we've read this year. Not Scarlet. Not Scarlet. Oh my god! Oh, Aaron's yeah, all absolutely dibs. not. No, because there's forty five thousand Scarlet. So <laughs> don't even have red hair. So no. Riddle me that. <laughs> Riddle me that. Um, I don't know. Pick just any name. It's fine. You don't have to pick one from a book. I, I was about. gonna say Kristen or Kirsten, so people just stop saying my name wrong. Okay. Let's go with Kristen. Kristen. Aaron, you have a new name for your new life? Scarlet? Uh, yeah. No. Oh. Um, Just. I almost said Jess. <laughs> I was thinking, I'm going to say Jess, and then I didn't say Jess. I, I did. I was trying to think out a longer name so I could finally have a nickname. I think you look like, Ju- like a Jude. I think that'd be a Still good name for you. Still short names. Jude. Yeah. You could be Judy. No. <laughs> you need an alternative name still. Like, I think. I don't know. Not, like, you and Corey have that good, like, like, I don't know. Two-syllable. Yeah. That's it. it. could be a that's boy name, name. could be a girl name, could be, like. A little bit of androgyny. Yeah, it's just fluid people. Do you want a, you want a longer name? Yeah. Um, so I can have a nickname. I've never had a nickname because my name's Joanna, short. and your nickname is Joe. <laughs> Or Anne, Joanne, <laughs> and then Joanna, <laughs> or Annie, <laughs> Annie. No, no, no. Um, how about most of the time Annie. on the phone, everyone thinks my name is Anne. Brynhilda? No, Brynhilda. It is. Call right. me Bryn or Bryn. Hilda. You Bryn's decide. That's a good nickname. <laughs> yeah. I like that. All right, there it is. Brynhilda. Um, who are you? You know, that's you a Courtney, good question because that was your. That's what I always wanted my name to be when I was a kid. Was Courtney. Um, but I don't know that it's the name I would choose for myself now. I wanted to be Ariel. Ooh, that, yeah, Little Mermaid. Is that why your hair is red now? Mm-hmm. Do you think that's like a remnant of your I'm childhood? Probably. <laughs> I love the name Savannah. <laughs> I 
I do too. Can I take that? Yeah. All right, great. I'm, so I'm Savannah now. I met a child great. today named Savannah, and she was cool. She's lucky. Cool. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a really cool name. Like, what a great mom and dad. This podcast episode goes out to all of you Savannahs out there. Yeah, Savannah. You the good girls of the world. But not Savannah, Georgia. What's oh, wrong with Aaron? The- I don't know. Oh, <laughs> okay. She's not dissing. She's it's a just a cute historic town. What's wrong? She's just cute. Throwing, I've been there. Throwing out unknown shade. All right. Well, um, Goodreads goals. How are those going? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm using paper to write. I have a Goodreads. But I'm writing in this notebook I got from a Shelf Love Crate book. It's very yeah, cute. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, it's a Holly What's Black. What's the quote on the front? Oh, so it is uh, from, is it The Cruel cool Prince? Prince? Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, pow- oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> wow. Power is much easier to acquire than it is to hold on to, um, which is awesome. But yeah, so I have all my books in here. But if you look at my Goodreads, Erin, what was it? It was like... Six of 80. <laughs> so my goal was 80, and it looks like I've read like six books. <laughs> I'm at least at 65. I've been updating my log in here because I also haven't updated my paper one either. So I've written a bunch of books in here now, and I, I think I still need to go through and add some more that I need to... I need to look through my bookshelf and decide which ones I've actually read or not. But uh, Decide? Well, yeah, because I need to look at the books and see does that feel familiar and then uh, I look at it and then I'm like yeah I have read that I guess that's what How happens many stars? when you've read that many books yeah. in one year <laughs> and you like, don't Do update your it? good reads <laughs> yeah I'm glad well I'm kind of happy that some of them I did actually write down for the earlier part of the year like China Rich Girlfriend I was like I don't remember finishing that but obviously I did because I rated it pretty well so <laughs> I read it I enjoyed it immediately forgot it yeah i feel like contemporary novels you just do that though yeah but they're like a funny read so it's not yeah it's not like you're not changing my life you're just like making it happy for a little bit (laughs) this like temporary yeah piece of joy in my existential crisis yeah (laughs) exactly how are your guys' goals um mine's good so i said low i did 24 books so i was like okay at this rate we're going last year you know i was like i'm gonna listen to one a month and i'm gonna read at least one a month because the podcast duh duh and so i was like okay i can do that well i've passed it i'm at 31 of 24 which is more than i thought saying last year it was like two a round of applause (laughs) for Erin. I do listen to a lot. That's what's easiest for me, putting yeah, them on in the car. Because my half hour commute to and from work, I get a good hour a day. Killing it on reads. Yeah, I, I mean, feel I like, was... yeah, I was going to say just Aaron's like our first uh, podcast. Like, I remember Aaron talking about doing more audiobooks and feeling like, I don't know if I can read this many, but I'm going to put like, what was it, 25 on your mm-hmm. list? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Killing it. Yeah, and, like, I thought I definitely thought I was going to, like, read, physically read more. But then when it got to, like, the summer and the Mm -hmm. fall, I just couldn't sit down and read as much as, like, when it's cold and in the winter I'm inside. So I'm glad that I stuck with audiobooks during the whole time, even though there's gaps and months where I didn't read a physical book. It's all good. I read an article recently, and I wish I could remember off the top of my head what, like, where it was published. But it basically talked about um, 
between physical books and audiobooks, there's not really any difference in retention. So, or like the difference in retention is so small that it just really varies between reader to reader. Mm -hmm. So some people do better reading physical books. Some people do better with audiobooks. But like you're essentially retaining the same amount of the story. So in my book, that's a win. Like it doesn't really matter between the two. So if you're out there and you like prefer audiobooks, keep doing it and don't yeah. let people shame you for that because yeah yeah there's yeah. a there's a soapbox i could get on is i don't have a soapbox for you that's okay it's i'm right. on sitting on the floor my left foot's asleep so it's probably <laughs> better that i don't actually get on a box right now but it's like the same it's the same thing mm -hmm. i get the same experience i still picture everything yeah. like as like in my head as i would reading and i still think about it for hours after <laughs> listening like i do reading Just weep a little bit it's all i can think about like i hate going to work when you're in the middle of a really good part of a book yes I and like then it's all i think about to... the all day yeah all day and then i'm like i can't wait to get back in the car or get back home and read the rest of it i think audiobooks all are hard to kind about. of walk away from, from oh yeah like big moments because yeah i feel like when you're reading it you can kind of like just put it in the back of your mind and shut it down. But something about like listening and hearing it and thinking no. about it. And then you're like, I have to turn this off now. Especially when you pull in the parking lot at 901. Yes. You're supposed to be there at nine. And you have to just stop and get out of the car. Even if it's mid-sentence and you, you have to do it. Your boss is just looking out the window like, she's like, been crap. out there for five minutes. She doesn't have to be late. I don't know what she's doing out there. You don't just have to finish the chapter. She's Come crying. What's going on? Well, you know, the the audiobook for Heartless, honestly, is what really got me oh, back into so reading. Good. Like, I remember listening All to... All three of us. Yeah, yes. I remember listening to that <laughs> audiobook. <laughs> Christy took a drink of water do. and then said yes and just spilled all the water out of her out. mouth. That's how excited she we are. She had to say yes. But yeah, I remember, like, being in my basement and, like, trying to put together this cosplay costume that ended up terribly by yeah. the way i messed the sleeves up i need to fix them but that like i was though thank you can we talk about the jest hat i made kirsty <laughs> what what the jest hat i made yes oh my <laughs> i did a pole dance routine this year too it was based off heartless so, much has happened so i was cat <laughs> yeah i was cat and kirsty in the beginning played just and i made the worst hat in the history of hats that could be made i kept it on though and it stayed on her head but like it is not a hat i should was, not have made that hat but i i last minute needed a hat made and that's what came out I imagine I, something so different. <laughs> I just, I kept cutting triangles, and, like, I was like, why do I keep cutting these? And, like, I couldn't stop. What are triangles? Like, I kept thinking, oh, this is too big. Let me cut it in half. And then I'm like, oh, my God, now this is not going to make it. Was, uh, I think it, like, it looked like a, a jest hat. It looked enough, but, but it I looked very DIY. If any of you looked up close, you'd be like, what yeah. are these cylinders? Look, I wasn't yeah, there in person, so funny. but I saw the video. And like pictures and stuff, yeah, you I would never know. Never at one moment, like there was never a moment where I was like, "That's a fucked up hat." Like, I was, I was convinced. <laughs> so, and I've seen some fuck. fucked up ha sewing because I have attempted sewing. So. Oh my god, yeah, the sewing. The on trick it is was... you have to see it up close, and on stage you just can't. So. That, that's yeah. the blessing. I'll, I'll post the a picture in the. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll post a picture. Oh my god, the um, best. Right, my reading goal yeah. has been going okay. Um, just okay. I've read 42 of 50 books this year. That's really good. Thank you. I'm trying really hard. It's been very hard since like August 
I have hardly read anything. Like I was on like a really good, and I, this is probably the same for all three of us. But like I was on a really good rhythm of reading like several books a month, at least four. And for some reason in August, I just like could not finish anything. I literally spent the entire month of August, I think, reading Geekerella, which I enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very fun book. But I, I read Geekerella and maybe Finale um, by Stephanie Garber. Ugh. And it took forever. And like, so I've kind of switched genres a little bit. I've been reading a lot of cozy mysteries because they're shorter. Um, and I'm trying, and like a couple, um, like, I picked up a couple like self help ish books. Um, like nonfiction. Those. They're very hard to oh, get the through. Joy of, uh, I I'm not even going to try it because I know I'm not going to read any of those books. It's hard because I definitely have a hard time, like... I feel like they're skipper books. You just, like, skip around. Yeah. I have a hard time, like, powering through some of, like, the yeah, yeah nonsense because I'm, like, Mm -hmm. not in a place in my life right now where that feels authentic to me. I feel like you can always... I'm not going to get too deep into this, but I feel like everybody can, like, (laughs) pretend to be yeah, yeah. Go there. And, like, write it. And you're just telling people to, like, stop thinking negative and do this and be positive and do positive things to make you feel positive. And it's, like, help others to make you feel positive. It's, like, at the end of the day, I still am with myself and I still feel this way. And no amount of, like, telling somebody, like, to, like, ignore their feelings or accept their feelings and then ignore them or accept their (laughs) feelings and then change them. Or, I don't know, it's just, yeah, yeah it's, it's hard to, like, get to that. I have a hard time with anything or anyone who tells you to just yeah do X, Y, Z, and something will happen. Like, oh, just do this, and you'll yes. be happy. Or, just be positive. Or, just ignore that. Or, just forget about it. Like, that's not good advice. But I picked up a couple books in an attempt to maybe power through some and like get myself in a different headspace. Yeah. But I've been reading a lot of cozy mysteries and I've read a couple Agatha Christie books recently, which has been really fun to kind of mix up the genres a bit. Um and I think part of the reason I've been so interested in cozy mysteries and like Agatha Christie novels has been because of Truly Devious. Our yes. book of this evening. Our book yes. of the evening. Yes. Um because this book I like devoured this book on a work night in like the, I, like, stayed up. I literally didn't go to bed, and I had probably three or four hours of sleep because I just had to finish it, and I had to know how this book ended. So I'm very excited that we're finally recording this episode yeah. because it when I when I first read this book, I literally was like, Aaron, Chrissy, read this book. Aaron, Chrissy, read yeah. this book. <laughs> and it has a sequel out called The Vanishing Stare, and as of recording date, which is December 8th, 2019, the third book or like the last installment is coming out in a month next month i don't know exactly the day but somewhere in january the hand on the wall we should probably Um, all go buy it or pre-order it so that we can all read it because i don't want to wait i don't either i i got it except i listen to these so maybe i need to pre-order the yeah (laughs) audio book i do feel like uh truly devious and Vanishing Stare, because obviously we read both of them because we couldn't stop, no. um, is what put me in a book slump. Oh, no! Because, like, after that, I couldn't find... It was so good! Yeah, it was so good, and it was okay. just, like, the right amount of, like, mystery, yeah. and, like, not fantasy, but it had, like, this whimsy 
Yeah. I would say the same thing because I think after I finished these, I couldn't. I didn't really read for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I took a month-long break. I think just yeah, from reading. Yeah, Maureen it Johnson, like, what have you done? Yeah, yeah. It, well, I was kind of like feeling like I was in a reading slump while, like, kind of before I started reading Truly Devious because I think I just finished finale and it didn't end the way I really like envisioned or wanted it to. Um, and we'll talk about that one other day because um, mm. I, I feel like I talk about it a lot. <laughs> With, like, outside of this podcast, obviously, because we haven't posted for, like, months. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I felt like I was in a slump as I was reading it. And as I read more, it got me, like, super hyped. And then I read the other, like, the Vanishing Stare, like, immediately after. And then I was like, now I can't read anything because nothing is this good or has this, like, feeling to it. Because it, it is very unique um, in the way she writes it. And But I think... Crooked Kingdom. I read some cozy mysteries too. They yeah. didn't help. Um, <laughs> Nothing <laughs> one, quenches one was the okay. <laughs> Nothing quenches. In the books I read, uh, I went for vibes. So like, I wanted yeah. like in the fall, like as soon as like September hit, I was like, it's almost Halloween. So yeah. I was like, <laughs> I need spooky, like witchy, spooky kind yeah. of books. So that's, well, that's pretty much what, all I listened to and read for like. That's, two, oh, months. I did read the. Uh, well, I listened to the Institute, and that was like incredible. And I think that put me, like, I went through a couple books I didn't like, and then I listened to The Institute, and that, like, took me on a roller coaster. That was <laughs> so good. And then now I'm in this slump, and I'm reading more cozy mysteries, because I'm like, oh, fall, winter, that should be, like, fun, and it is. But it's like, I need something else. So I started Crooked Kingdom, because I think that'll get me out of it, because one QED4 was too heavy to start with. Oh, I am no. happy you're finally yeah. reading I need to King pick that one up. Uh, me can... too. I, ha- I like have two copies. I'm here. My, I have a my copy. shoulder is here for you when you're ready. Okay. Okay. Oh no. Did you guys hear that there's going to be a third book in the in the series? By I the way, heard there might be. She said it at the book signing. Yeah. So it's been like confirmed. <laughs> I was there. I but like I saw it on Goodreads. Like it's confirmed. Like yeah. It's she said out yeah. in oh, the databases good. of the world. She was kind of like yeah, that one's not over. I'd like to write another one. Yeah. And so um, which. Oh. Yeah, Meeting ahead. Lee Bardugo was amazing, by the way. But she did say she's so nice. that she's got to write another Alex Ninth House book and the King of Scars sequel mm-hmm. will come before the uh, Six of Crows Crooked Kingdom like sequel. So we've probably got a little while to go, but yeah. something to be excited Need about. To read the rest of I'm excited. Uh, Sarah J. Moss's new book. Yeah, yeah. that too, should be. So. Yeah, it, my, it popped up on my Kindle to like pre order, and I was yeah. like, should I? Shouldn't I do it? I'm Should excited. I yes. Oh my um, uh, so as of recording, um, I, I think I already said the day, but just for integrity's sake, as of recording on December 8th, 2019, Truly Devious has 4.04 stars on Goodreads out of 28,695 ratings. Um, so do we want to go do our go around and everyone say what they rated Truly Devious? Oh, yeah. I rated it. <laughs> I lost it. A five. <laughs> it was like, I'm pretty sure it was a five, but not on Goodreads, though, obviously. I, yeah, I gave it a five. In my paper book. Five stars. Five. I gave it a four. Well. But. Don't you The lost. one who claimed to like it the most. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, Glory never gives out fives. I think I gave Vanishing Stare five. Let me. I'll double check that. Are you looking now? No, I'm just looking at mine. What did I give Vanishing Stare? 
I, I can't find my Goodreads app. I can't type. Do I not? No, I have. Yeah, oh, I gave them both fives. Okay, that's what I yeah. thought. For some reason, I thought I gave one of them a four, and I couldn't remember why. That so, I, I probably just saw Corey's and thought. Corey, let's why? start with you, and then like you tell us why you gave it a four, and we'll fight you on it. Oh no. <laughs> I honestly can't even think of anything I didn't like about this book. So yeah, I can't. So that's why I'm like, let's start with the four. Cause it's going to be a really short I wanna podcast because I don't can't think of anything I disliked. So I, but it's been it's months. been a while since I've read this book, but <laughs> we had I a think because I wanted more answers and the ending left me with more questions. I was like. <laughs> and I gave it a four because, out of your anger. <laughs> yes, um, just because I I was hoping that by the end of the book something would be or yeah, like feel one. resolved. But yeah. by the end of the book, you're just like at least to me, I felt like I was like super. I was like head deep in this mystery, in these two different mysteries, and and then there were other things unraveling, and I it was hard to like get a grasp on anything and so I felt a little unsatisfied but then I read Vanishing Stare and I kind of got what I wanted the closure the, yeah so it, it de- definitely leaves you without closure and that's probably why I gave it the four um but other than that like this was a very fun book and I loved almost everything about it yeah it was a really fun easy read yeah. I believe I listened to it it was one of those like yeah. audiobooks where when I got out of the car, I didn't want it to end, so I just grabbed some food, go up to my room, and continue listening to it, like, in the morning, before so I went to bed. Every day. I think I finished it in a couple days instead of, like, a week. I took a little bit longer for it, because I was in that weird book slump. You but didn't. I, it didn't make any sense. I, yeah, I was just, like, really enjoying it, and I just was, this was the only book I really wanted to, like, read, so I didn't try to, like, jam it all and, like... I kind of did the opposite of what I do when I really like books. Instead of, like, jamming it all in, like, one, like, day, I would just, like, that would be, like, my nightly thing. I'd, like, read for a few hours, and then I'd put it away. It was really nice. Um, But I feel like I gave it a five for all the reasons you said you gave it a four. Oh, wow. Because, yeah. like, the the buildup and the cliffhangers were so good, and she tied certain things up. But I felt like she could back up and answer all those things that she was setting up for, for this, like, nice, I don't know, this nice, hefty, like, storyline. And I feel like her writing and everything else, she kind of, like, the things that she did tie up um, were good promises to what she was going to write in the next book. Mm-hmm. And she could deliver on that. So I was really excited for it to, like, take its time and really evolve and, like, turn into exactly what it needed to be and she did it yeah i would agree i think that's why i also gave it a five because it gave me like more questions and it wasn't questions that weren't gonna get answered like i knew they were gonna get answered because i sat there it made me instantly come up with theories want to read the second book right away and i couldn't stop thinking about it or looking up theories and all (laughs) these things because it's I needed to know, and yeah. I, obviously it was like the questions in Cliffhanger that was obviously building up. You yeah. knew it was building up to something, and so I knew I was going to get an answer. Yeah, and the paths, I felt like, were pretty clear to, like, where things were at least kind of going. Like, you still had some things where you weren't sure, but it wasn't so many that you're like, I don't even know how this is all going to come together. Are they even guessing and not, mm. like, are they writing this, like, day by day? Unlike Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah agreed yeah 
Well. Whoa. All right. Whoa. All right. Whoa. So let's talk about the characters. Is that what we do yeah. next? Yeah. Erin, you usually do the introductions. I gotta remember everyone. <laughs> yeah, don't. This don't is give not a small cast. Yeah. No. So, um, I'm. Well, we can talk about the main present people, and then we'll talk about the main Little. past people that yes. pop in and out. Um, so let's start with Stevie Bell, who is our main character. Lover. Yes. Anxiety queen. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think sometimes when they have that, like, angsty, anxiety kind of character as the main person, I get mad at them. I do, too. And I don't Absolutely. think I ever, I disliked <laughs> anything about her. Yeah. I think sometimes I was just like, you're stupid, what are you doing? But I didn't hate her, where sometimes the main character, I'm like, I'm getting so sick of you, why won't you do what you should do? But can you say also it's like all? why did you go oh and God. root through people's rooms? Like yeah, why'd you do that? That's what we'd all like to know. But. I feel like yeah, it wasn't. She didn't seem like out of her own control. Like she'd have moments, but it wasn't like just infuriating. Like some books <laughs> where they have anxiety and they're just like out of control all the yeah. time, which I understand. It's like. I think her out of control thing, thing was yeah. not being able to control her obsession with true crime and needing yes. to know the answers. So, like, she did invade a lot of people's privacy and trust. Yeah. By doing that, because she couldn't stop herself. Right. She didn't see the consequences. She just needed to know the answers right then and there. Yeah. Well, and like, the portrayal of, like, Stevie being, like, this really intelligent, like, level-headed and, like, logic-driven person was, like, it was really refreshing to see her written as a character who also suffered from, like, very crippling anxiety and, like, yeah. a little bit of obsessive-compulsive because, like, those aren't two things that generally people would think go together. Yeah. Like, obviously, if someone's really logical and really level-headed and, like, really yes. detail-oriented... Like, what would they have to be anxious about? Because, you know, they've got all their stuff together and they're really smart. And obviously she's intelligent enough to have gotten herself into this really exclusive school. But the portrayals of her anxiety and, like, her weird obsessive behavior is, like, super realistic. Um, well, they show... I like that they actually, like, have examples of her dealing with it and how she deals with it. So I feel like a lot of books, when they cover anxiety, they kind of just let it like, cripple that person, like, completely without, like, any coping mechanisms or anything. Sure. And it's not necessarily, like, as the character's written, it's not, like, a surprise anxiety that they are now diagnosed with. It's, like, something they've had forever, and there's kind of, like, I don't know. Well, it's almost like a plot device seems, yeah. to, like, move move something forward so that another character will come help them. Or yeah. something will happen that ends the anxiety or, like, the scene will end because the person, like, loses consciousness or something. Whereas yeah. with Stevie, you do get to see... She's written realistically in, like, somebody with actual anxiety. Yeah, and you get to see her trying to cope with it and trying to... And, like, times when she's not coping very well. And yeah. And how it affects her while she's investigating this 
historic murder case. Yeah, and yeah. she's not used to having friends because at her old school she didn't really have any friends. So then she comes here and she meets all these people who want to be her friend and so want to be involved and they annoy the piss out of her <laughs> at first. And then she's like, oh, okay, these people are my friends. Like, <laughs> this is what friends are. It's they pretty funny like, when she realizes, oh, these people actually like me. Like, yeah. Like her BFF Janelle. Yeah. Move on to her. They just started texting, and all of a sudden, it's like they're buds. Yeah, she, so she already like had she a friend real, before yeah, she even she got didn't there. Yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Stevie's awesome. I love her. She's good. She's real. <laughs> Who else do we have? Janelle. <laughs> Janelle. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Janelle. She's yeah. really cool. We just Our... got stuck on Stevie, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I didn't know how into detail we wanted to go about yeah. everyone. Um, I loved Janelle's character. I feel like... As someone who, like, works in tech myself, like, I saw a lot of myself in Janelle because she is this, like, super curious, like, outgoing, like, friendly kind of person in Stevie's world. Um, And she kind of encourages Stevie to try different things and, like, gets, she, I think, is probably the person who gets Stevie the most comfortable at Ellingham. Uh, Like, she didn't, like... I don't know, she didn't let Stevie, like, push her away, but she wasn't, like, that overbearing, I don't understand yeah. what your anxiety... Like, she mm. understood that Stevie had anxiety and stuff, so she wasn't, like, just trying to force friendship on her. She yeah. was just trying to be there for her. Yeah, she just came from, like, a nice, like, nurturing place, and Janelle didn't sacrifice, like, her personality or Stevie's personality, and their friendship, I think, worked because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a cool engineering electronics robotics girl. We we stand a STEM girl. Yeah. Um, and then Nate, who's kind of like the yeah, the third member of the golden little trio that we have in the series. Because we <laughs> there's nothing like a good trio at a boarding school, okay? <laughs> okay. Yes, Nate, the writer who is being like a forced to write another book that he does not want to write. Yeah. <laughs> so he may book. have more anxiety than Stevie, I think, right. and hates people, like, not, I guess, hates, but doesn't, is more hermity than Stevie is, so. <laughs> when I think about Nate's character, like, I know we see him in a lot of other places. When I, like, think about his character and picture him in my mind, I just picture him, like, sitting in front of a computer with, like, a blank Google Doc open. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. just intermittently like pounding <laughs> random letters and getting really frustrated um, i imagine him on the floor because i think oh, they describe another part sadder. later but just on the floor with like a bunch of like papers and things spread around him and him just sitting in the middle yeah of it i all. just picture him just like staring at like a computer or whatever yeah. and it's just blank and he's just like just blank anything yeah. nate in the middle <laughs> Trying That's pretty best. much Nate, yeah. Yeah. His book that dark. he's writing, though, so he's a, like a prodigy, right? So he, yeah. he wrote his first book when he was 14, and it's a, it's like a, sci- a science fiction book, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it sounds like a heavy science fiction, like, huge world-built situation. He's in over his head. He, he got, he went really hard on the first one, and now they're like, cool, let's, let's have you write a second one. Because that was obviously, I guess, your plan. So it's like uh, the guy who wrote um, Aragon, the, the like dragon oh. book. He wrote that book when he was like fourteen or fifteen. That's always wild. Can you imagine? Oh, maybe. No. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. 
Random fact. Yeah. <laughs> um, after Nate, I mean, should we discuss David? Yeah. Was yeah. Like David. Are we ready to go down that path? Yeah, let's do it. The David, the character that every other chapter I either loved or hated. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe I loved to hate him. I don't know. David is. I didn't hate him as a character. It was just from love, Stevie's hate, point, yes. of, point of view. Like, yeah, do I hate true. him or do I like him? He's definitely but. a ship or sink character. Yeah. Like every other time we see David, I'm like, now kiss. And then yeah. the other times we see David, <laughs> I'm like, kill him. Kill yes, him. Like, leave him. forever. You're so creepy. <laughs> he is bad. We, there has to be something <sighs> wrong with him. But he's got his own backstory, which oh, we yeah. will get to, I'm sure. Later, yeah. Do we even really know what David is doing at Ellingham? So, David, he is described as... He got kicked as, out of all the other schools. Yes. And so, his dad paid his way into it. And he's supposed but to be, like, a video game designer He's supposed to be, like, a programmer yeah. designer. And they're, like, sometimes they see him on his computer and it looks like there's code on it. But nobody's ever seen him actually work because he's too busy skipping classes and, like, kind of causing mayhem every now and then. He'll do, like, weird little on and off things, but not too much at Ellingham yeah. yet. No. Um, just at his other schools he's gotten yeah. kicked out of. So he's kind of this mysterious... Uh, bad boy. Bad boy. Um, morally gray. Uh, nobody really knows why he's at Ellingham other than probably he's rich. And yeah. And his dad paid his way in. Yeah, that's pretty much And he's an all okay programmer. Knows. Yeah. So I have been rewatching Gilmore Girls. Oh, uh, yeah. And huh. this is like a little bit off topic, but not totally. Um, when I picture David, I kind of picture uh, Milo Ventimiglia's character of Jess, but like a little bit preppier. Mixed with Logan. Oh, in I a hate way. Oh, Logan. You know, like you yeah. love or you hate him. Like he's like got Logan's the preppy, money. Yeah, like his money and Jess's the way demeanor. he was raved. Yeah, and then he wants to come off like Jess. I think he's 6'2 yeah. with a clean nose and brown hair. You there know? you go. Yeah. I feel like he's got some... He's a sporty... Yeah, he's definitely got a swoop He's got going a swoop. On. Totally yeah. got a swoop. Yeah, that's swoop, David. <laughs> so that's David. And then David uh, has a best friend. Yes. And her name is Ellie. Ellie. She's freaking Weirdo. weird. Okay. <laughs> I went back and forth between, like, kind of hating Ellie and kind oh. of loving her. I hated her the second... They oh introduced her. Really? I never liked her character. I really yeah. resonated oh. with Ellie. I love. <laughs> yeah. I just was like, oh, here's this weird girl who's like always playing an instrument and just randomly speaking in French. I'm like, I was I like, know. God, she's so annoying. It's me. Time. I was this like, was me in school. I know Ellie. Like, I know Ellie's currently. I've met Ellie's through my life. I'm like. Right. I was thinking of yeah. people I know that she reminded me of and I didn't like them and I don't like them. So. Yeah. I did not think of you guys. <laughs> well, thank you. Thanks. I uh, think when I think the Ellie's I've met in, in the world are more like, they're like kind Ellie's. Mm-hmm. If you're thinking of like, not so. No, like, they're kind. Yeah. They're just annoying. They're all right. It's fine. She's definitely annoying, but I, I love her place. kind of like whimsical, like dreamy. She definitely was not living in the same world that like. The other kids are living. I call that the crystal realm. Because there's a a couple of people who are kind of like in this, like you have the people kind of like on earth and then you have like the crystal people, which are kind of like their own, like kind of like, I don't know, because I think some people would describe them as spacey, but really it's like 
they just look at the world completely different than other people. And they're kind of just in this other magical realm that other people just don't understand. I like it. I think that's a great and description. They're just living kind of their life, like for their life and themselves. And they're not really worried about like what's happening on earth because they don't live there. You know, <laughs> Ellie's not here. For Ellie, you. Yeah, oh. Ellie's not here. Ellie is somewhere else. She doesn't understand your mortal problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's just trying to bathe in a bathtub I and become that's pink. That's a really that's good way feels. of describing her, I think. She lives in the crystal realm. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. maybe Stevie lives in like the. <laughs> A dungeon of crime. Yeah, she lives in the shadow realm. (laughs) Where, like, she's always, like, concerned about what's going to crawl out of the dark. Like, Ellie lives in the crystal realm where everything's bright and shiny. And there are some sharp edges, but there's also prisms and Stevie got stuck in the upside down. Like, she actually was from Earth, but she got stuck in the upside down because she was too curious. I think that's how it would be if we were hanging out Like, she's not from the shadow realm, but she just, like, crossed over. Yeah. 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 Because she can't stop herself. She's just poking at things. All right. And then we have our um, other nude year that they were kind of friends with, but he well, didn't last very long. Hayes. Hayes. Oh, I was like, who are we talking about? <laughs> who, who's, who are you talking who? about? Hayes. Uh, who's our new guy? Hayes. Our pal, not a pal. Uh, fellow hey, YouTuber. YouTube celebrity. He's, a, he's handsome. Mm-hmm. He's charming. He's going to trick you into carrying all his boxes up three flights of stairs. Not even ask your name. It's Hayes. And take credit for everyone else doing his project. Yeah, but he's, I mean, technically he is a good delegator. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's not that he doesn't have a skill. It's just the skill that he has is not the skill that that he claims he's, yeah, that he's at Ellingham for. Yeah. Yeah. He's not a great guy. He's not on my list of, of characters that I enjoy spending time with. Yeah, I just, all the notes I had for him were just, like, like, because he's a dick. I like, just wrote YouTuber because that describes his whole personality. Is he supposed to be, like, a, like one of the Boom. Paul brothers? Shade T, T. Oh, I kind of imagine oh him being, like, a Jake Logan Paul-ish oh, I went kind of hole, character. Like, off topic, on topic. I went down a hole, like, a few weeks ago. To just see where Logan Paul was at. He popped up somewhere and I was like, oh yeah. That's all it takes. And he's like, he's wrestling people what? now, like a, but losing, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> so it's like, oh God, I can't handle it. Okay. But yeah, I kind of like, when I picture his kind of a character, I pick, I imagine like a Jake Paul, Logan Paul kind of like, Ugh, um, typically handsome you know, yeah. guy who... Preppy guy who's different and funny. Yeah, and he's, like, creative and whatever. He, they do mainly prank videos, but then they have these really serious creative yeah. videos. because they want to show they, their other yeah. side. Um, that's kind of who I picture when they talk about Hayes. Yeah, that's exactly who I picture. I gotta show my non-zombie side. Yeah, because his whole shtick is that he was... Part of this, like, really popular web series about zombies and a mall or something. Well, yeah. No, but he like, apparently created it, wrote yeah. it, filmed it all, did the whole thing. He was yeah, pretending like he was in a bunker yeah. and he was, like, I guess one of the last humans that yeah. he knew of to live or whatever. But he's not exactly who he says he is. No, is he? No. No. <sighs> Hayes leads us right into another delightful group of characters. Um, the, all of his, his lovers. Yeah. Both current and former. There's uh, yeah. Gretchen. Yes. 
fiery red hair. Oh, yes. Who plays piano. Just shows up out of nowhere and starts fighting with people, and then you're like, oh, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, she's, she's a little She just wants her money back, man. Yeah. Everybody thinks she's mean, but she, yeah. she does have a purpose. Yeah, she's just... The she, only way to get his attention yeah. was to corner him somewhere, because he would not yeah. respond to her. Everybody's like, wow, she lo- seems shifty, and it's like, no, she's just angry because she's been wronged. Yeah. Yep. She's she's not a coward, unlike some people. Some people. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, however, that I kept remembering that Gretchen was there for ballet. Um, and I think I was the only person who did this. So it's probably just a me thing. <laughs> but I do wish we would have seen a little bit more of Gretchen in the book because she was a pianist major mm-hmm. or whatever. And I just, I decided she was a dancer. And I do think if I'd seen her a little bit more, I would have made the connection of like Gretchen piano instead of Gretchen classical music, which I think is the connection I made. And then I assumed, oh, she's a dancer. Yeah. So. Well, maybe she wasn't a dance room or something at some point. Because I think they did yoga in the dance room and maybe they had a talk in one of those rooms. I don't know. Yeah. I just, I wish I would have seen more of her. I think I would have made that stronger connection that she was a pianist and not a dancer. But Mm -hmm. I had decided she was a ballerina, which I can totally picture Gretchen, like, with a little bun, her little red hair in a bun and, like, dancing her hard way. I was a ballerina and played the piano. And you have red hair. Now. Now. I, don't, I could Photoshop some of your old dance mm. photos with red hair. <laughs> Let's see. And then, I mean, his other, like, Beth, he had this YouTube on and off again yeah. girlfriend. But she, I mean, she only kind I of pops kind up of... as, like, his alibi for something. So we don't really know the, like, full there's extent. There's not much about her. Yeah, she's not really a but there's main, but. There's little Maris, the little. Maris. Maris. The little hipster wannabe actress Rockabilly. who was absolutely yeah. just obsessed with him and did everything that Hayes wanted her to do. It, you know, and in some ways it doesn't make sense because, like, Hayes is this kind of, like, loud, boisterous, like, kind of manipulative, charming kind of guy. And it doesn't really, like, fit the kind of person that you'd think someone like Maris is interested in but at the same time like she's kind of this like gothic very like artistic person who like you could guess is interested in zombie movies so there is like that overlap of interest there and so maybe that's like how they originally got talking was like yeah zombie movies well they also kind of just I imagine her as like just being a very cool person like in a non like stereotypical way but in a like she's very herself and Kind of has her own style and way of doing things. So I think Hayes is just like naturally attracted to, um, or was naturally attracted to like, I don't know. It just seems like he's, he seems to be with like unique mm-hmm. women with like kind of special traits about them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Something to And say. they're all a little different. They're like, they're not the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You look at all of them. They're all completely they're different. They're all totally so different. Yeah. They're kind of all like the stars of their own. Yeah. Like areas. That is very true. And then um, next we can talk about Jermaine because she was like a journalist, but most of the time she's described as like the paparazzi or like a stalker (laughs) because her way of journalism was following people around that she knew she could get a story about and just filming it, like their interactions. So like hoping that a fight or something breaks out so that she can put it up on YouTube. She's just, like, listening in on stuff. She doesn't yeah. ask a lot of questions. She just, like, had it out for Hayes and wanted 
to get something on him and blast it on YouTube. Yeah, so she's I was just like, oh, just star like, okay. him. Yeah. Yeah, she wasn't like, she wasn't like a huge, I, I never really focused on her, but when I think about her, I'm like, I don't really like her. I don't like the way she like kind of. I don't know why she did things. these things. Yeah, like I don't like that she's just it was like never really explained why she was doing any yeah, of so that. Yeah, so you want to be a journalist and you're fine at writing, but it's yeah, it's not really investigative. It's just kind of like she's just waiting for she's information. Literally just to TMZ. Kinda, yeah, she was just taking video secret videos and putting them up on the internet. And she follows people like uh, yeah. Stevie who are actually doing like the groundwork, and she's just kind of like falling behind Stevie and kind of using her work. She was such a good contrast me. to Stevie, though. Yeah, she was. Yeah. You get to see Stevie, who is this investigator who has, like, who uses, like, a method, and she's very yeah. scientific and a very logical way of following clues, versus, like, Jermaine, who, to me, kind of more represented, like, the collective us. Yeah. How, like, all, and, like, I'm getting mm-hmm. a little, like out of the book here but to me Jermaine represents all of us who we all have our cell phones on us all the time yeah and we're always ready to like record yeah. and upload anything that seems newsworthy or like it might go viral and like it gives us the creeps and I think it's supposed to I think she's supposed to be creepy mm-hmm. because it she's always watching and but at the same time like it's kind of a reflection of ourselves like we're always watching one another and like when things happen around us, sometimes mm-hmm. our our like in first instinct isn't to like help or to try to fix the situation or like call nine one one. It's like, hey, somebody better get this recorded so we can put it on YouTube. And so she kind of represents this like part of us that we don't like, yeah. but that just like exists in our society now. We justify it as like, oh, we need like video evidence. Yeah, um, I do think uh, I I do think she's a like a good listener and she observes very well and she knows which people to kind of like follow in order to get information or where like interesting or good stories Mm -hmm. are going to come from so i think she is like at least uh calculated in that way but her methods are just yeah it's just unnerving because you're just like why are you like this Yeah. All right. Um, I think that's all the students and most of the present day people I want to talk about. Um, yeah. I mean, there's the uh, Larry, ex cop security oh, yeah. guard. He's interesting, but everyone else is just kind of teachers that we run know. into. Yeah, you yeah. don't really so dive into them much them until the, the second book. You kind of get mm-hmm. more about the teachers because yeah. you get more into the investigation, but. Larry's really the past characters after Larry. Yeah, that's what I was gonna do. Um, Yeah, Larry. I mean, I think Larry's cool. He's kind of like a not necessarily a mentor, but he is a. I don't. I I don't know a better word for it than mentor. He's like kind of a mentor-like figure to Stevie, and he's like, yeah, he's kind of supposed to be because he's, you know, worked in true crime. Yeah. Yeah, he's like half a mentor. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's not really like guiding her way. He's just kind of an encourager. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But he's, so he's not helping, but he's also not hindering her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Even when he finds her in situations where Stevie might not be, or like she shouldn't, shouldn't be, is what I'm trying to say. Right. Yeah. Um, He's kind of like willing to look the other way for her. Yeah. I feel like Larry's always on like, I think he has found a connection with him and Stevie that 
he's on her side first. And then, like, then the school. Because Stevie is part of the school, but I think he connects with her and he sees himself in her. So I think he's kind of, like, picked up and kind of just assisted her with well, and her I think everyone who to goes to work there probably has some interest yeah. in investigating the cold yeah. case, and so You'd he's probably to. like, okay, I, you know, you're getting to some of the clues that I've picked up on, but you know, wants to see what else she finds out because yeah. he's also probably been doing this investigation yeah. the whole time he's been there. Well, then, like, it's you can't help but get suspicious yeah. of him, too. Right, yeah. That's, like, the, the whole Everyone. course of this book. You literally look at everybody as Everyone. a suspect. Yeah. Um, there's Kayoko. She's our librarian. Um, we don't see a Is ton. Is she biking or running? I think biking. Biking. I think she, she rides... was his helmet hair. That's what it is. I don't yeah. even remember her. So there's like a we don't see a lot of her. There's a scene where Stevie oh, she just lets her in. Like yeah, she takes her into the back library. room. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm remembering her mm-hmm. more. I, was like, I barely remember her. Um. Then there's Pix. She is like the house mother of yes. or like the house. I don't the know Minerva House. Where yeah. All of them. They're like dormitory. Yeah. Where they live. Uh-huh. Um. And so then we have our so there's two stories being told here kind of like woven together like two threads. So those are all of our present day characters. And then we have our characters from the past. The past. Can we put like a a thing dun, on dun, that? Dun, like uh, a ding. Maybe. The past. I'll see what I can do. Wind. Or like a page turn. <laughs> the past. The past. Hang on. Maybe I can make it right here. We've tried this already. We have. We have. <laughs> <laughs> and it did not turn out Try right. Do it again. You know what? I remember it not working because anytime I download stuff on here to put in the podcast, somehow, even if I don't put them in iTunes, they're in iTunes, and I'll just be like, have my car, have it on shuffle, yeah. and all of a sudden a random sound effect will play as, like, as a song, and like I know one is like a book being flipped open, and I'm always like, what in the world is that? now it's 1936 <laughs> at Ellingham Academy and we have Dottie is it 1936 yeah 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 yeah, yeah. did prohibition 1936 was prohibition still 1936 hey Siri I thought it ended sooner when was prohibition it happened from January 17th 1920 to December 5th 1933 yeah it's like, okay. all right, discrepancies already. <laughs> now I'm mad. Um, well, no, no. I think the tunnels, they said they used the tunnels for that, but it could have been well, before. The school. It was, the school was around before. Like, the place was built before it became a school. So yeah, they had 1936 and, is when the kidnapping happens. Yeah, they had okay. parties and stuff but before. But they were only the, open for a year before. As a school, but yeah, he already lived true. there and were throwing parties and um, right. so building, the, like and building the okay. school. Like, how long That's do you fair, think it, it took to build that into the, what, the side of the mountain? Didn't they a say while. it was built into the side of the yes, mountain? Yeah. Did. So, I mean, if I was building something in a side of the mountain, I'd want some alcohol as well. I got some questions for Maureen Johnson. I'll give her a Maureen, call. are you listening? Maureen, what's the timeline? <laughs> All right, back to it. All right, so Daddy it's 1936. 
Dottie Epstein is found dead. Little oh, sweet baby God, Dottie. Dottie. She just wanted to read by herself. Dottie is all of us. She just wants to read her goddamn book Damn. alone. And so Dottie goes to this like greenhouse that you can only access. It's in the middle of a lake uh, on campus and you can only access it Ugh. through these secret hidden tunnels that were built into the campus. And someone finds her there. One way or another, Dottie ends up murdered. Um, rest in peace, Dottie. She did not stay sexy. She got murdered. Um. Well, she oh. tried. She tried. She, she did. left notes. She and did. And clues. God, Dottie's so smart. So, Dottie she knew she was going to die and she couldn't get out of it. So Mistakes she, were made. It took 90 years for them to figure this out, but hey. <laughs> Dottie deserved better, but I'm glad we found justice for Dottie. Yeah. Justice for Dottie. Um, leading Justice. the leading the way to Dottie's murder was Albert Ellingham, the yes. founder of Ellingham Academy. Correct. He's like a tycoon. He has lots mm-hmm. of money. He loves puzzles. He owns a newspaper. He owns a newspaper and, and riddles. He loves riddles. He loves riddles. He loves He's puzzles. Essentially, the riddler without <laughs> mm-hmm. the crime. And he decided to build a boarding school into the side of a mountain. Because he believes education should be free for exceptional young people. But only exceptional young people. Not them dumb, normal young kids. Normal. The normies. normies. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Albert had a wife named Iris, who is a very mysterious character, at least in my opinion. Um, But Iris loved swimming. She had a very close friend named Flora. Oh my gosh, she loves swimming. That's why he built the lake. She was so athletic. Yeah, she, she loved, loved to swim. Being active and partying and being social. Yeah, because they lived in, in New York City for a yeah. while. And uh, she wasn't super happy living in the side of a mountain in Vermont. So mm-hmm. the that's why the lake was built, so she, she could go swim wild. her laps. And then they had a daughter named Alice. A great name. This is another name that I feel like comes up a lot in books. But it's a name I like. It's not like after the fourth Scarlet, you're like, (laughs) what the hell? But Alice, you're like, okay, Alice. It's It's a simple name, but it's a simple name that isn't as common anymore. So we all like it, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like you don't, you only read about Alice's. Like, I don't think I've ever met an Alice. I feel like I've met like maybe one. Yeah. I think that Alice fits the time period of this part of the story. Yeah. Whereas, like, a name like Scarlet, and this, I guess, is going to be our shtick. Scarlet shtick, never. Is Scarlet. I, yeah. Scarlet has never been a name that was, like, at least to, to my knowledge, that it was, like, popularized. And I'm not saying I don't like the name Scarlet. I like the name I mean, Scarlet. in my childhood, I love Scarlet O'Hare, and I wanted to be her. That's true. So, Gone yeah. with the wind. But I love the name Scarlet. This is not a diss on the name Scarlet. Nope. This is, like, I want to ask all of the authors out there who have used the name Scarlet in their books, because it's a lot of you. Why? And a lot that we've read all this year for the podcast. <laughs> it's just so weird because <laughs> Too it's much. like... I've never met a Scarlet in real life. Yeah, it's like, no. there are Alice's that exist. But like, I've again, I've never met a Scarlet. If you're out but there, Scarlet, we want to know Scarlet's you. And naming all your characters Scarlet. Where are the Scarlets? Where are all these women named Scarlet? Scarlet? All right, so yeah. Alice. <laughs> so, Dottie is murdered. Iris and Alice go missing. Iris's body is later found, right? And it turns out she was murdered, but they never found Alice. Yes. 
Yeah, so oh, it's yeah, still, but it's unsolved on who did any of these things still to this day. So that is actually why Stevie got into the school because she wanted to solve the crime. She is yes. a true crime genius, I guess you could say, and that's why she is there. And so we are following two different storylines the whole time, which can get confusing, especially when you're listening to the book in the car and you zone out. And then you're like, <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> why am I in the 1930s Yeah, I all just of a sudden? jumped eras. What is happening? Nah. What? I haven't been in the 1930s. Why are we talking in this transatlantic accent all of a sudden? I haven't been to the 1930s obviously. in 50 years. <laughs> oh, somebody brought a dictaphone in oh, like a cool. few weeks ago. It was really cool. Ooh. I only say it because they mention it in the book. And it's an old, like, recording device that uses wires. Yeah, and I that's got to cool. see one in person with the wires in really good condition. It's cool. I'm back a little jealous. Back to the news. Yeah, so I mean... And back to Truly Davies. Back to I guess the, the present. only other past character I want to talk about is George Marsh. Yeah. Which, I mean, in the first book, we don't know too much about him. Other than he's kind of the security, private detail, police officer guy. He's a and very he's close like friend really, of Albert's. Yeah, he's like really yeah. good friends with Albert's. Well, he so was like, a New York uh, detective yeah. and who was pulled on to work mainly for Albert. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But he was still part of the. Uh, I, think, I don't know. I thought NYPD? maybe he retired or something. Or like was left to work solely for him. Yeah. So he knew he would know. go back to New York and he would come back sometimes. Yeah. But, and there's a lot of other characters because yeah. they interview everyone that was at the party. So everyone that worked or was at the house staying there during the time when this all happened. Those were the main ones. Yeah, but those are like the main ones. There is one other character um, that I think is worth mentioning. But it's like not totally a character, but it's like the character of truly devious. And I say that with air quotes for those of you listening and can't see me. Um, So because like the book is named Truly Devious. Oh, yeah. So Truly Devious is the name of the letter that gets signed. It's made with magazine, newspaper clippings, like, very cool. Classic, old school. Um, and it's signed Truly Devious. So we don't really know who Truly Devious is. Was it one person? Was it multiple people? Was it, was it staff? Was it a student? Was it a friend? Like, who was Truly Devious? And so that's what we spend most of the book kind of trying to put together. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Truly Devious is assumed to be the murderer mm-hmm. and are used as one and the same. So you, yeah. you kind of don't know if they are, if they aren't. Um, it's assumed that it's all it is together. Assumed, yeah, and you, I mean, like, you just don't know which clues to follow, because sometimes, because it's like, is this, is this all together? It has to be. Yeah, you don't know. So. Yeah. There's truly devious. It's, I mean, it has everything you want in a murder mystery set in it's a so boarding good. school. Yes. I mean, we uh, didn't only get one, we got two murder mysteries that at the end of the book we don't yeah. have answers to either. <laughs> it yep. is, it hooks you in. Um, so we want to talk about like high lows. Uh, I mean, I don't really have any lows, I don't think. I was the only low for me, personally, is that the end for me, I wanted I low. some more answers. Yeah, I, I wanted. I kind of went over that in the beginning, yeah. so. Yeah. Um, that was like, that's my only low. I wanted. I wanted a little bit more of that, like, satisfaction at the end. I think the low for me, actually, was, um, and I'm going to compare this to Harry Potter, because I feel like I didn't get enough of the campus 
We stay in the same few areas of the school over and over again. And she does, like, we do explore a little bit, but it sounds like a magical campus in the beginning, especially when they take their tour. Um, But they really don't explore too far. Like, they do, which is, like, I think this sounds, like, crazy to say, but um, they really kind of... It seems there's so much to this campus, and they stick to the same kind of mm-hmm. areas, and you don't know much about the rest of the campus. I'm, I like, I reading it. I'm just kind of like, what does this look like? What does that look like? What, mm-hmm. what's upstairs? What's in the basement? What's, like, what's that closet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please, Stevie, like, go run around and like look at stuff because she does a little bit, but she sticks to again those particular places where she's right about. Ooh. But there's no exploring. Like, I feel like Harry Potter, they explore, like, the whole castle. There's, like, different rooms they don't know about. And I feel like there are areas like that in, like, at their school. And they just don't thoroughly go through it enough. Yeah. Well, I think that yeah. might be because the whole program at Ellingham is that yeah. it's kind of like a self-taught at-your-own-pace thing. Yeah. So they don't really have set schedule. They have yeah. a little bit, but, like, they don't have... Where they have to be at class together yep. as much. So, you know, like we can't follow them to the different buildings, go to different classes. Really, we're just following Stevie work on this case because. Yeah. And she's only going to the places she heard of through the cold mm-hmm. case. Like she really yeah. doesn't care about any of the other places. No. But at maybe all. she should. She yeah, sh- yeah, she should because we want to know. Because, yeah, like in the book, like Corey's holding it open now, the map. Yeah. There are 14 different I, buildings listed on this yeah, map. I feel like she dorms, went to, like, though, four. Crazy. Yeah, like, where yeah. are all these other kids? I, like, I will give it to you going? now that you've mentioned it. Like, like, where are the, like, I know they don't do a lot of classes, but, like, where are all the classes? I'll yeah. give it to you. All I do. Now I want to know. I have this question now. Maureen. Yeah. yeah there's now no I have more questions. filled with, like, children. I didn't think about it enough. I just was like, yeah. we're in Stevie's head. Stevie only cares about these certain areas. Yeah. And so we didn't get anything They're else. They're so independent. They all stick to their own schedule and their own yeah. things. And even though they have, like, some classes together, it does not feel like a school. Mm-mm. It does add to the mystery, though, a bit. Because yeah. you, you really don't ever know what everyone else is doing. Yeah. And so especially, like, the part of the end of the book, like, towards the end of the book where they, like, Janelle's, uh, yeah. her, I, her, excuse me, her ID gets stolen and because someone gets into the yeah. the lab with Heart her ID. Um, you're You're like, well, anybody could have done it because... There's not. No one knows. There's no rules. It's the Wild West here at Ellingham Academy. It's the Wild West. But I do agree. I I would have loved to see more of the school. I didn't think about it because I just knew what Stevie was obsessed with. And they describe it like going through tunnels and stuff. So you're like, oh, absolutely. They're exploring. But it's like, not really. Like, not for how big the campus is. Mm -hmm. Not for how much there is. Not for how many questions they could ask. Mm -hmm. And it just gets me. It would have been cool if maybe Nate lived in a different dorm or something. Yeah. And so we got to go see a different dorm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because we do get a lot of Minerva Hall and Stevie's Mm -hmm. dorm mates there. But yeah, if we had put a couple like key characters in different dorms or had, you know, somebody forced Stevie to take a class that she maybe wasn't interested in that ended up being really useful or something. 
I don't know. I don't know how to plot books. This book was beautifully plotted, but yeah, it yeah, would have been really cool to see. About it, we'll see what happens wanna, in the third one. Maybe they'll take you to a classroom. Oh, yes. <laughs> Teach me, Maureen. Is it, is it anatomy or <laughs> She'll go hang out in a different hall. <laughs> yeah. Erin, any lows? Yeah. Not, or no? No not, lows? I can't think of not any. Not a one. I mean, besides <laughs> my distaste for Ellie, and you guys apparently liked her. Oh. Um... I don't think so. Oh, I just Bobby. really liked it. It was really easy to read and stuff, so, like, I can't... It's been so long, I can't think of anything. That's all right. That's okay. But I don't even think I had anything before. It's a five-star book. Because I loved it so much. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't read, like, a murder mystery like this since I was younger. Because as my older readings and stuff, it's been more, like, fantasy and things like that. But yeah. this has been straight up just, like, this is what I read as a kid. This is what got me into books. Yeah. This book so made good. me buy my first Nancy Drew game. Oh, um, I want to buy Nancy Drew game. Dude, they're so oh, spooky. They're so spooky. Are they? Yeah. I was surprised. I never played one as a kid. But I they had a, I like know. a Steam I don't sale. I if I did or not. And I bought one for like four bucks or something. And it's terrifying. I don't but think there's room for Steam on my laptop anymore. <laughs> so, highs. Not a lot of lows in this yeah. book, which I think is a great... A great thing. I feel like we, in the beginning, mentioned a lot of reasons of why we've liked it, or throughout the whole thing. So if anyone has anything particular they wanted to share we haven't shared yet. I loved the interspersed um, kind of media in the book. We got to read some transcripts. We got to read Truly Devious's letter. We got to read, um, like, documents and stuff, which we get a lot more of, too, in The Vanishing Stair. But I love when a book tells a little bit of a story through other forms of media, like letters or the transcripts and stuff. Like To me, that's just really cool. And it offers a, you still get the character perspective of like going through things with Stevie in the third person. But you yeah. also get mm-hmm. this like kind of these other perspectives available to you, which when you're trying to like solve a crime along with the book, it just makes it that much more fun because you're like reading into like every little thing. Um, so I really loved that. Yeah, no, that was cool. I did like that. It, it was kind of hard to follow at sometimes, but I liked because they were just interesting and they all had different accents and it was cool. Yeah, I liked it. The other yeah. thing I loved, um, so I went to college, a uh, very old school in the Midwest where we actually had tunnels on my campus, and we were not allowed to go into these tunnels. I was gonna ask if you went in them. Oh no, well. Officially, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're not supposed to go in the tunnels where I went to school. But um, there were tunnels on campus, and like pretty much anyone who went to school there knew where the tunnel entrances were. And there was one year that we went over the summer. So it was actually when Pokemon Go came out, and we were playing Pokemon Go. <laughs> um, and they had they were doing renovations over the summer in front of the library and there was like where they dug up the tunnels and mm. you could like see right into them. It was like one of the coolest things ever. That's but cool. I loved reading about a school that also had tunnels because it like put me back in college. <laughs> that reminds me, that murder that happened at Lindenwood, I always oh, thought of how oh he got no. the girl up into his room. And now I'm like, ooh, did he use a tunnel? Use a tunnel. This is new information I didn't think about. <laughs> well, we'll have to look at and see what dorm he lived in. But if he was on new campus, then he he didn't use a tunnel. But I don't remember what it was. It usually was, it was a side door. It was something that happened in the 90s. So. Yeah. It was just... Probably old campus then. Yeah. That was before the... That was 
during the trailer park before New Campus. Yeah. Messed up. <laughs> I just thought of, that just popped in my head when you said tunnels, and I was like, I've always wondered how that how he got her up there. Well, supposedly the tunnels on on the old side of campus were used to help get girls because our my college used to be an all girls school up until like the sixties or the seventies. It was used to help women get to and from classes during like inclement weather. So if it was mm-hmm. raining or snowing, um, they didn't cancel class. You just took the tunnels. Which is awesome. Could you imagine like, oh, it's snowing. Let's take the tunnels. <laughs> They're all British. They're all British. Apparently. <laughs> We're taking the tunnels today. 1950 it's in the tunnels. No one has class. umbrellas. We just take the tunnels. Um, yeah, I mean. They, they're stinky and like you just like wave at somebody in a tunnel like yeah. while you pass by Sandy. I wonder if it was like. <laughs> Isn't that so weird to imagine? Yeah. Sandy. Is it creepy to walk through creepy. a tunnel or was that just normal? Like. I feel like it's such a it's different vibe from being upstairs yeah. with windows that it can't not be. Especially. Even if they're new. Because even. Especially tunnels yeah. that are that old. It's not like a subway tunnel. You know sure. like now. Like, but like. We the day, like the like, year the tunnels were built, like and the girls like that, the, like those early days. Hell. So creepy. Really creepy. If you walked through, okay, let's talk about tunnels for a second. <laughs> <laughs> if you walked through like the underwater kind of like road tunnels, that's creepy. Even driving through them is creepy. If you were walking through subway tunnels this day and age, still creepy. Mm-hmm. If you walk through the tunnels of like a roller coaster that you took that exit door. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Creepy. The back hallways Especially because you've already creepy. got so much adrenaline going when you get off yes. a roller coaster. Think so tunnels no matter tunnels what. under the ground? Creepy. Well, they had stone walls. Could, could stone you, walls. Yeah. But was <laughs> that creepier? Like, lit. No. Imagine yeah. all Dirt the back force. walls yeah. and hallways of, like, the mall when you used to work there. But creepy. now imagine a bunch of kids in these, like, closed-up hallways. Yeah. Like, just going, like, heading to, like, quote-unquote classes. <laughs> and, again, you see Sandy and you wave and you're like, hey, Sandy, like, it's some normal day. Like, no. You're all in a Sandy's tunnel. Sandy's a ghost. And then you hope that and Sandy's, Sandy's a walking ghost. towards you. All of them are ghosts <laughs> except for you. Oh, gosh. <laughs> dun, dun. This took Boom, a turn. Hosted. But all that right. was something I loved was seeing the tunnels in this book. It just took me yeah. right back to college. And... It like it makes me feel like my college had tunnels. You Probably, I want to know more about college tunnels. <laughs> like, yeah. what other this afterward? Because well, there has like, to be more places yeah. with tunnels. Maybe more girl schools tended to have tunnels. I don't, I don't know. know. Well, and that's like the the, like, the PR the... official reason why their tunnels existed. Because our dignity and our yeah, we cannot our mess morals. our hair up in in yeah. the wet rain. Um, well, skin shall not be shown wet. <laughs> But I unspeakable. So like that's like the unofficial official story, but who knows what the tunnels were really originally dug for? Um I Prohibition don't know. during nineteen thirty six. Maybe. Linwood's <laughs> <laughs> a little older than that, but uh who knows? Tunnel I mean, who knows? I, I, I do wonder if they like when they did those renovations, did they dig the tunnels up and like fill them in or did they like restore them? But anyway. That's neither here nor there, but it was fun to see There's just cats in there tunnels and becoming raccoons. a part of the story. Yeah, it's dope. Cool. Glad you got to know real tunnels. Thanks. Uh, favorite quotes. Oh, I have mine. You have a bunch, Peach. I have a. I have one for sure. Okay, let me let me get it going. 
Ugh. Ours is probably all That's the it. same one. You think so? I looked through the list of quotes to see if there's any other that stood out to me, and I was just like, I mean, they're all good. But they're lengthy, like, in context kind of things. This one is Ellingham's, uh, one of his many mottos. There is nothing so serious as mm. a game. Yeah, that one's a good one. Ugh, Ellingham and his games. His riddles, too. I liked all of his riddles. Yeah. He would have been probably a cool dude to hang out with for, like, Ugh. half an hour, and then you would have gotten really tired of him really fast. I don't know. I I think the only thing would just be, like, upsetting is, like, I love riddles, but I never solve them. I think Ellingham... But I love people who can make riddles. It just... They He's just the kind of guy who would build an escape room and, like, or not build one, but, like, he, you, you go to an escape room with him. Like, you go with him and yeah. all your other friends and, like, everyone else is this there, like, trying to have a good time. And Albert's over there, like, way too no, we have to do it. He's, like, the one who's being really intense about it <laughs> and making everyone else, like, uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, your friend Sarah is crying. Your other friend Joe wants to, like, punch him in the face. Leave. Yeah. It's like everybody Jake else wants just out. wants to sit down yeah. and let the time run Jake out. already left. Like, <laughs> he didn't he, even make it in the escape room because him and Albert got into a fight on the way to the room. Like, it was fun until Albert was invited. Yeah. Or I guess until Albert got into it. Everyone looks around like, who invited Albert? And like, but no one wants to raise their hand and say like, oh, it was me. Because they all know he's going to take it too seriously. Aaron? We're not sure. I think you and I might have the same quote. I think Corey and I have the same quote. But I also picked out one that I think describes me. So I'll also say it's a good quote. Okay. Yeah. Um, Of course I worry too much, Nate said. But I'm usually right. The people who worry are always right. That's how it works. I love that. I am always right. (sighs) Always right. My gut feelings are always right in the end. I'm one of those people that says, I told you so a lot. So should we trust Nate? No one listens to me. He's always worried. That's the Hufflepuff. Always telling him not to do stuff. (laughs) That's true. Nate is a little bit of a worrywart. He is. But we all need that voice of, like, reason. But I don't know if we should trust him or if he's putting on a a show to appear to be this way. I think I trust him. He's like, oh, I don't want you to... Oh, that's... Never mind. I almost quoted book two. Go ahead. (laughs) Corey? Anyways. Uh, Well, the quote I wrote down is one that I thought summed the book up really well. And it is, when you have enough power and money, you can dictate the meaning of words. And so I thought this summed the book up really well because it talks a little bit about um, the Edward politician guy. Yeah. Um, But it also who like he manipulates words and stuff uh, and like uses his position of power and his money to get things to be the way that he wants them to be. It also represents Albert Ellingham, who owned like newspapers and media he was (laughs) yeah and how he was like this media magnet and could manipulate words and had tons of money and power and used that money and power to educate people who he decided were exceptional which yeah there's like a whole other like ethical conversation we could have about like well why does albert ellingham has all this money like why does he get to decide who is you know quote exceptional yeah um, and it also talks about, like, the letter of Truly Devious. Um, Truly Devious's letter didn't necessarily have, we don't, like, Truly Devious, we don't know if, if they necessarily have money or not. But we do know that, like, Truly Devious had power. 
and was and able to manipulate money through Albert Ellingham and his family and to get what, you know, yeah. they wanted. Um, and how, because of Albert Ellingham's money and power, it changed this truly devious letter into a piece of evidence. Um, when yeah. It could have been anything else. So interesting. It's so. a really good quote. Thanks. It kind of like sums up a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know. It just to me felt like it was like at the heart of the book. Well, and like other characters like uh, Edward King and stuff that she mentions. I think that kind of would play into his character as well. And just kind of the whole like vibe of the book itself. Mm-hmm. And I think her like one of her messages like in it. It's a good summary of it. Yeah, absolutely. In a quote, yeah. Well, and yeah. like Ellie herself too, or Ellie, Stevie. Yeah, Ellie. <laughs> Stevie is surrounded by these other kids, and Stevie is not from a wealthy household. We learned that in the very beginning, but when we do get to Ellingham, all of the other kids that she's around appear to come from well-to-do families. Yeah. Um, and so, even if they don't, yeah, yeah, they like, they, they act seem like it. Yeah. yeah. So. I just thought it was like a cool, a cool quote that like outlined so many different things that you end up learning about different characters yeah. and like the dynamics of the little world. Um, yeah. So I think we've talked about this book a lot, and we could go on forever, especially if we. I do want to. Yeah, go ahead. Ask you guys, like, did you were your first initial thoughts correct, or what were theories that you had? I was absolutely wrong. I want to know your theories. Uh, well, I don't, it's hard because now my theories are all built up to, like, with the second book. So it's hard to think of my theories from from the first one. I don't, my, did not think who killed Hayes was who it was. Okay. I guess that's confirmed, right, in the end, Mm because she's just missing. Yeah. Right? Well, okay, so when, um... I mean, it's... Truly devious. It's still not confirmed if it was an accident or a murder. Yeah, nobody... Yeah, it's not confirmed. Yeah, we still don't know. Yeah. Because it was just the dry eyes. Yeah. And it was just weird, but it could have also been an accident because he wanted it to make... Possibly to make the tunnel look spooky. Yeah. Or was that person just trying to ruin it? Yeah. Just, See, yeah. this Like, is... was he dumb and locked himself right. in and then he... But then, yeah, for like the original murders for Dottie, I still had no clue. I still, I mean. Do you have any theories for that one or does it, is it based off the second? It's based off, well, I don't know. You don't remember? (laughs) I don't remember because I dove straight into Vanishing Stare. It's hard to, (laughs) now it's hard to like break them apart. Yeah. My only, I remember Hayes, like, it was David or Nate, always David or Nate. Yeah. Okay, so you were like, it was young people against young people. But, or, oh, now you got me thinking about it. (laughs) Or it was some, the original killer or someone connected to the original killer. That's actually what I thought the whole book was going to end up being. That the all both cases were going to be tied together. So, yeah, that's my original theory, I guess, is that I thought... The uh, someone involved or who knows the original history who's yeah. trying to keep it hidden was involved with Hayes' death, and that it was all going to be connected. I think, I but kinda, I don't. I don't have a clue of who I thought that was. Yeah, 
I think that's kind of what I thought too. Maybe it could have been a mystery person, yeah. Because I I thought that like throughout the book there were all these red herrings and Stevie keeps getting pulled in like different directions mm-hmm. and with the the Dottie murder. Yeah. And so to me, I kept thinking like, well, this is somebody who knows both sides, like, who knows both sides and is trying to prevent Stevie from figuring out what actually happened. Yeah. So whoever this is yeah. has some kind of skin in the game, both in the past and also now. So this has got to be someone's grandparent or parent or, yeah. you know, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and it would like affect their life like a lot if this were just co- was to come out. With that said, I definitely, especially at the end of this book, uh, David was like number one suspect on my list. I also suspected Janelle for a really long time. Oh. Yeah, Jan- I was really she like really. I had she's so smart. She's the only other person her. other than David who could have projected like that. I think could have projected the truly devious letter. I thought she was so easily letter. framed, and I my mind was just that she was just yeah. the easiest. To me, One it was, frame. she's so smart, and in, to me, it was a little bit of, like, that keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer. Mm. So if And they Janelle, started their friendship early. Yes. So Janelle reached out to Stevie first. Yeah. She was the one who initiated friendship with Stevie. She was the one who kept mm. being Stevie's friend, even though Stevie wasn't always a great friend to have. Mm. So there was part of me she that was... She wasn't even on my radar. Oh, my wow. gosh. Janelle was... This was a whole... Yeah, Janelle was suspicious. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and then after the ID card Because she's so smart and the ID card, yeah. Um, I was like, well, my head. you know, maybe this is... And this is, like, maybe the thing that she's going to explain away or Stevie's mm-hmm. going to, like, forgive and forget or whatever. Um, and then it'll come back around on us. But, yeah, Janelle was definitely on my list for a while. Yeah. I, um... I thought Janelle was one... Larry was another one because Larry oh. was one who had immediately kind of attached himself to Stevie and Stevie attached herself to Larry and kind of they gave like way too like she gave way too much information I feel like to him because mm-hmm. in Stevie's position I wouldn't be like trusting of anyone but I feel like maybe she just picked Larry because he was the only one who had as much knowledge as she did um but also Larry could have been Attached to any of the people like in the past too. Yeah, he and maybe that's yeah. why his reasoning. Like, if you were, I don't know. Like, I don't. I can't see there being like so much money in the place that he would want to like isolate himself on this like mountaintop and be the security guard for the school, um, without having any kind of personal stake in it. And maybe him trying to f- work there and figure out kind of the case and stuff on his own time was personal to him so that was one idea and then i also um separate from the past case the hayes case that stevie was working on at one point i was wondering if it was all fake and the school had set it up as an assignment for stevie like hayes death wasn't actually real yeah that they set it up and her reactions and her responses and her actually figuring out the case of like who like quote unquote murdered hayes um, mm-hmm. was all just kind of a set-up assignment from the school for oh, exceptional and she's like young people. on it. And they just immersed her into it. And I'm still, like, I, I don't think they did this, but it's one thing that's kind of always in the back of my mind, like, did they, like, is this still some, like, extreme test they do for their students since they, like, it's like, how do you really score these exceptional children when they don't have any, like, some of them have experience, some don't, but, I mean, true crime is such a weird thing to, like, teach someone mm-hmm. without them actually doing it, so that's 
when I was thinking of the haze, I was like, at one point, I, I just thought it was all fake and made up for Stevie to like oh. kind of be graded on and learn from to become a detective. I love that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess I kind yeah, of. Like, is Hayes yeah, really a good actor? I don't, know if I, <laughs> I don't know if I thought if it was like, yeah, if it was made up for like her to be graded on. But I think that, you know, if it is someone yeah. who works at the school, someone older who could be the suspect linked to the yeah. old one, like they had to, you know, they're trying to throw Stevie off by distracting her with something else, you know, or something. Yeah. No, that crossed my mind too. Like, yes, it was done for something for Stevie. Well, and it would like because magically she's there and she's into true crime, and now there's a yeah. second murder. On and the it school. would still be a good assignment for everyone else because Hayes is technically an actor, and that would make yeah. him a really good actor. Oh Janelle would still have to be like really like constructive in how she like made things, and maybe she did like do some of the clues and stuff. Um, and then Nate would have to, like, maybe make up this story for them. Yeah, like, like at first, before he just was, like... just everyone. <laughs> yeah, before he was, like, really dead, I do remember thinking, like, when she went to the cave or whatever, that, like, when she, she went back... Yeah, when she went back, I thought they were gonna mm-hmm. say, like, oh, he's alive! You did yeah. it! Yay! But... Oh, that would yeah, be. I don't know. Oh, no, I'm sad. I know. Yeah, they all come back <laughs> I do remember end, thinking like, that, like, oh, it can't be real. He can't be dead. Yeah, it's just like finale and just yeah, <laughs> caramel. They're all just Ugh. fake dying everywhere or real dying, and the they come back the anyways. <laughs> that would be wild if we get to like the end of. It was all the a test. hand. Yeah, like the hand. What is it, the hand on the on the hand on the wall? Hand on the wall. I think, I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, is it the third one that's supposed to be coming out January twenty first, twenty twenty? The third one is. Um, the name. Like it would be wild if we do get to the end and they're like, "Oh, ha! Just kidding!" Like none of this happened. Everyone's alive. Everyone's oh. fine. It was right. just. It was he all just an act. A little spooky sometimes. He is a spooky cat. Spooky boy. Um, we got nasty boy in the room, <laughs> gracing us with his presence. Yeah. Get in there, yeah. very nasty cute. Boy. Any ideas? You should put a picture of him up on the podcast for everyone. I will. To get to know. We should do we'll like a, a cat series where people can get to know our cats. Yeah. Um, and maybe like books. Box. Yeah. Books that like remind us of that cat. He's a busy boy. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, what scared oh, you? What got you? This is going to be our last podcast for the year, mm-hmm. which is like a little sad, but it's also exciting. Our first That's podcast exciting. was in too. December. So like we've come like full circle. Yeah. Yeah. We did it at the end of December. But Here we are. We're this will release. At the end, right? Um, so we're all we're all close. Or Erin has already passed her reading goal for the year. We're all getting closer. Yeah. Um, do we want to talk about like favorite <laughs> books we've read this year, and like maybe books that we read that we didn't love this year, or yeah. stuff that we're really excited to read? Okay. Ooh, yeah. 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 So favorite books this year. Let me kind of look back She's because gotta look through her notebook where I can just pull up my. Your Goodreads, good same reads. 2019 you books roll around shelf and... that I made. All right. I think for All me, right. my <laughs> favorite book, it, this one's kind of like a toss up between two different Amy. series. So I'm going to call it my favorite two series for the year that I've read. Yes. Um, would be the Diviner series by Libba Bray, which is a 1920s um, paranormal mystery series. Uh, it takes place in New York City. It's incredible. The I listened to the audiobooks because the voice actress, I forget her name. I think it's Vanessa something. Um, don't quote me. I'm probably wrong. 
but the voice actress does an incredible job with all the characters. And I, I would love to like read the books in paper, um, or like on my Kindle, but I will never not read them in her voice because (laughs) she does such a great job with like the 1920s slang and the accents and, um, just like setting the mood of what 1920s New York city would have been like. And they're just, just incredible. And then the other series that I finally got around to reading this year that has, like, changed my life, I've become that person, would be The Raven Cycle. Oh, um, so good. <laughs> it's so good. Um, so, so good. Maggie Stiefvater, I've read all four books. I listen, I listen to the audiobooks as well. And they're just phenomenal. It's another, like, kind of paranormal, YA, mystery-esque book. Um, series. There's four of them. They're so good. And so those would probably be my two favorite for the year. The Diviners has one more book coming out, so there'll be four in total. Um, I forget what the, the newest one coming out is called, but it, it'll Call be out Down the Hawk? No, that's, uh, that's the oh, new... Oh, you're talking about... Okay. Yeah, right. that's the new uh, Maggie Steve Otter. But Libba Bray's writing one I'm more. still thinking about it. <laughs> still, still, I just can't stop thinking about the Raven Cycle. Um, but yeah, the Diviners has one more... Co- or Yeah, one more coming out next year sometime and i really really loved that series some people don't love the slang like the 20 slang and i totally get that <laughs> but i just thought it was fun the story itself is beautiful the characters are like so well written um i can't say enough good things about the diviners and the raven cycle so those would be my two highs i think for the year Aaron, um, yeah i mean i read a lot of series this I year that I love so like it's really hard to pick a favorite because I really loved obviously A Court of Thorns and Roses the whole thing you know you guys know how much we loved those books yeah. in the beginning and like I really loved the Lunar Chronicles and you know Crooked Kingdom and all that it's good so stuff you know it's really hard like I loved Caraval I loved all of that and Cruel <laughs> Prince like think, I've got all these feelings uh, but we've already covered all of these on the podcast so I kind of wanted to talk about like my sup- ones that surprised me that I really loved I think that's good like because, um yeah. Aurora Rising oh so I think good all, like we obviously recorded that, that but we read it for the podcast and I don't think any of us Going into a sci-fi and we don't really read sci-fi. I don't think any of us well, thought we were well. Like you, guys, yeah. you know, <laughs> like from what we've covered so far, yeah, it was the first sci-fi yeah. we really went over and expressed interest in. And like, I don't think any of us expected to like it as much as we did. No, especially yeah. with the letdown of Gilded Wolves. <laughs> oh God! Where I was very yeah, I was excited for Aurora Rising, but I was very nervous. Because we picked it because it just came out. Yeah. Just like Gilded Wolves. Yeah, I think we really went in, like, cold on that one. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably been the book I've recommended the most. Yeah. Since reading it. It's like, so good. I just think it's mm-hmm. a great book for anybody who is looking, like, especially if you have trouble getting immersed in books. Um, because so it's good. so fast-paced. It's so action-packed. There's, it's a very clear, like, what the purpose of the story is and, like, what we're trying to accomplish. And there's, like, enough twists and turns to keep it exciting. I think it's just such a good, it's such a good book. I've recommended it to so many people. Yeah. And it ends so wild. Oh. Ugh. 
But my absolute favorite book of the year that was a big surprise. It was just a random. I wanted something spooky. It had great yeah. reviews. It had just come out. It was Sorcery of Thorns. I it was one of those books like right now it's a standalone book. What is that one even about? Um it's about so it's ma- it's like a magical world and she works in a library but it's not Ooh. a like regular library. It's like they keep all these magical books that only like sorcerers and stuff are supposed to read and like sorcerers are like to, like high important people in society yeah. but they're also really feared and so like not a p- lot of people interact with them. So the main character, she was like an orphan and she grows up in a like to apprentice to work at these and protect these magical books because all the books are actually like alive, kind of. Okay. So it's really cool. So you get that yeah. like magical world and a little bit of romance and you get this nice. girl who loves books and doesn't <sighs> understand the rest of the world and kind of meets other humans. Kind of like I don't know. It was so good. It was one of those books. Like she built a whole world around and described it all, and it's one book. Like it's not a series. Yeah, we got everything I want in like a three or four book series in one book. So nice. And like in the end, I didn't want it to end. And I kind of did some searching. I know a lot of people are asking for a follow up book, and she's kind of hinted that maybe. But she's a kind of like a standalone yeah. book writer. She's yeah. not really a series writer. So, but I would really like another one because I really liked it, and it was one of those where like I couldn't stop thinking about it, and I had to finish it. Like I was like, oh, I'll listen to this this month, you know, get into fall, and it's like, like okay, I'm already done after like four <laughs> days, twelve hours yeah. later. Yeah, I'll I I'm gonna have to move that up on my TBR. I it was read so good. I read an Enchantment of Ravens, which yeah. is. Margaret Rogerson is that her yeah, name? Margaret yeah, Margaret Rogerson. Yep. That's her other book, and I mm-hmm. really loved that book. I don't think that it like it was a great book. I I think it sounds like Sorcery of Thorns might be like even better than that's what everyone was saying. It was better than it. That's why yeah. I didn't want to read. That was a I didn't want to read that one second when I yeah. read Sorcery of Thor- Thorns first because I didn't want to be like. Eh. I mean, that's why I have. I almost read it right afterwards, yeah. and I was like, "No, after Give reading the reviews and yeah. stuff, I'm gonna do something else." Do some breathing. Yeah, but yeah. I also wanted to mention my biggest letdown oh, book no. of the year. Yeah, let's do it. Sorry, Karen and Georgia, but it was "Stay Sexy and Don't Get Murdered." I think I could barely finish it. I actually stopped reading it and Did forced myself to listen to okay. the audiobook. And the audiobook because I. I thought I couldn't read it because I was used to listening to them. Yeah. And so I had to hear them because I was reading it how they, because they wrote how they talk. So I was was reading it how they talk. And so I was like, I have to listen to it. So I got the audio book so I could listen to it. But like, there were just some chapters that were so pointless and I couldn't finish it. But I thought I just had to finish it. And I thought it was going to be one of those books that I could keep on the coffee table and recommend to friends and all this stuff. And I'm just like... No, I like, I think I saw like Bailey, our friend Bailey, not the one who's been on the podcast, but other Bailey, who she sold hers. Yeah, she sold hers. And she was also just as excited as any of us and into books and into that My Favorite Murder podcast that and then she freaking sold hers. I was like, damn, okay. So like, I don't know if it's something I'm going to put on my coffee table because to me, it's a coffee table book, not a bookshelf book. 
So I don't know. So Do I want to keep it? A fan of like yeah. supporting them, but also like yeah, it like, wasn't good. <laughs> I'm really thinking like where do I want to put it? Because I don't know if I want it to be on my bookshelf. It's gonna go in a random part of my apartment, I guess. I put kind of the books that I don't have a place for in a stack. Yeah. yeah. I'll just use them as decor. But all my good books are starting to get in that stack because I don't remember my bookshelf now. I plan um, on buying two big yeah. cases. So yeah, that's my 2019. I didn't, sure. I didn't say a letdown, but if yeah, I'm thinking ahead. about a book yeah, that I... I want to know letdowns. I want to know the books people hate. I want to talk about books we hate in one podcast. <laughs> we can like, just do a whole episode of yes, books we hated. This is what I want. Okay. So the book that I... And like, I feel stupid even saying that this book let me down because I didn't even go into this book with really high hopes. <laughs> um, but again, like I think reading a book like Truly Devious makes of this like following this kind of book up with something else like kind of hard so i read two can keep a secret uh by karen mcmanus and it's about these two twin siblings who move to move from california because their mom is going into treatment for i think alcoholism and like abuse like substance abuse um so she like going into a treatment facility for that and so they move in with their grandmother who lives in like to kind of the similar setting, like it's Maine or Vermont, or I don't really totally remember it, but um, it's kind of in the Northeast, and they start going to school, and there's this kind of series of like homecoming queens who get murdered, and you kind of are trying to figure out who done it essentially, and there's three, I think there's three different murders that happen, and I loved the premise of the book, and the two main characters, the twins, were like awesome. They were really well written. And they, like, the experiences that, like, you go through with them feel very real and, like, true to life. But I don't think that the story, I mean, like, it's a YA book, so, like, maybe I'm being overly critical. But it was just, the plot was, to me, felt very thin. And, like, I knew almost right away who had done it because there weren't enough potential suspects. It Like, the person you thought did it did it because it was the only person who made sense sometimes Uh, books like that they just feel like it's the ya as in like high school ya and not like like college and up ya like mm -hmm. like it just feels young and it reads young yeah i don't think yeah it's one of those things where it's like it's not bad but it's like it's just not there's not enough yeah and i don't even know that it was necessarily that it it read young because like the the writing is good and the okay. characters were really well written and it was a fu- it was fun to read um the problem was just that the 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 like who done it wasn't hidden well yeah. enough and i think if there had been one of these people <laughs> right and it's because like there's a timeline in the book and there's only so many you know people in the story who can fit in this timeline okay um and so if you had if there were a couple more suspects or something i think that would have really improved it but that was probably my biggest letdown, I think, because I was in a really big mystery mood um, from reading yeah. the Truly Devious books, and I just didn't quite, like, get all the way up there for me. That's fair. But yeah. that being said, I will probably be picking up One of Us is Next next year, <laughs> because I, I just got to keep, I got to keep doing it to myself. Keep on keeping on. Kirstie, did you, uh, have you found your, sifted through your paper? I and, have. And found um... your, your picks? I'm very conflicted. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm going to say, like, maybe, like, two-ish. 
Are these your highs? Two my highs? highs okay. Yeah. So remember, it's already after midnight. Yeah. So. My first high is like the first like series I read this year, which is Queen of the Tearling. This is the most like incredible series. Like it has all the elements I love. I've talked to Corey about this multiple times. I think I've mentioned this to Aaron multiple times. I think I've mentioned it on this podcast <laughs> multiple times. Um, and it makes me sound like I've only read like these three books, but I <laughs> read much more. But it's how much I like She's them and how much I use this series to like describe like what type of books I like and what things I look for. Time travel, love, uh like war, fantasy, um, like I don't know, like queens and kings and stuff. Like it has everything and it's even it has parts where it's modern like i don't know so good yeah that's probably my number one like um, all three of them yeah that whole series yeah probably the man the second and third one no the third one if i had to pick which one out of all of them were my favorites i'd pick the third one because the uh the twist is insane um, I have the, the a copy of the first one on my Kindle. Just, oh, please go for it. Um, the audiobooks are a little weird. I listen to audiobooks too because um, they just keep switching the readers each time. But it's fine. It, it really doesn't matter. It's that so drives me nuts, honestly. It usually does. <laughs> um, my second favorite series was uh, The Raven Cycle. Yes. Insane. Uh, so unique. Uh, beautiful. Just beautifully written. Everything about it so good. Um... It has everything I love, except for, like... Yeah, it has kings. So, th- there it is. There um, you go. I think we just don't have time travel. Kind of, but we not, do yeah. have some... Not entirely, but... We have, like, travel through, like, it through time, but not, like, into time. Like, not to the past or future, but it's, like, yeah. in space. So... That's fair. With the whole, you know, whatever. Um, My favorite standalone book, probably... I think was The Institute... By Stephen King. Shout out to Stephen King. Shout out, Stephen. Not that you need it from us. No, you don't. But you get it. You you too good. Um, But yeah, that was like super cool. Had a Stranger Things vibe, if you like that. Um, And it was, it dealt with like smart children. So it also had this like Ender's Game vibe without it being like weird. Um, Because I think just the time that was written, it was a little like the language and stuff was odd. But um yeah, super good. Again, don't know where it's going and then it then it happens. Boom. Um and that was it didn't follow any of my like traditional likes of books like Kings Queens, time travel, anything like that. <laughs> um so it was like a really nice surprise and it was just so interesting. I loved it. Like I don't know, and the end was satisfying. The end was really satisfying. Um it was good. And then my two letdowns <laughs> were uh the uh <laughs> The one of them was that cozy mystery, <laughs> Death by Coffee. I forget it, Eric something. Alex Erickson. Alex Erickson. <laughs> Just the um, name. I think the problem is, and I'm, I'm, I don't think this is with all male writers, but I think he is trying to write heavily in a female's point of view, and it, it's not going well. <laughs> And it's a very, like, loose, empty plots the entire way. And they say really uncomfortable things. And I just feel <laughs> uncomfortable the entire time reading it. But I had to finish it because I love hating books. So <laughs> I can't. I couldn't stop. I started reading Death by Tea or whatever the other one is. Yeah. They die with tea, a teapot, whatever. Um, 
Also, I don't know if I can finish that one. I might just get to the end to know what happens. Because will you still count that as red, or will you count that as a DNF? I don't know. We'll see. Because sometimes I'll say like I'm going to skip to the end, and then I end up reading all of it anyway. So, because <laughs> again, I'm like, well, where did that come in? And I'm just curious. So, uh, but uh, maybe the uh, worst book or the most annoying book of 2019 was <laughs> one I aggressively talked about. I think the last time we met or the time before that was the death of Miss Westaway um, by Ruth Ware. <laughs> She wrote another book I didn't like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so why did you so, read another book? Well, by her? the other one I didn't like was just well, I, I it like the it was just the end like blue like the <laughs> the whole like it was like why like why did I bother because the end sucks so much and it's like it's not it's not good. That's the it's worst just, feeling. It, yeah, I was like, how did you even come up with this? It's like, like it's not even like good. Like I don't. Like your editor was breathing down your neck when you wrote this, weren't they? Well, and your editor was like, they didn't even did care. they? Did they even read it? Like, yeah, they just were happy it was finished. Like I feel like they were just like, uh, just and her keep... boyfriend was jealous and mad, and then but they haven't been together for like twenty years, and it's like so they killed him. It's weird. Anyways, but yeah, Death Miss Westway was like again mystery books. I think sometimes like those are either really hit or oh, really yeah. miss. Oh yeah. Um. It was bad. I mean, like, if you want a really good book to, like, be angry at and complain about, uh, read it. Death Miss Westaway. <laughs> Miss Westaway. You know, if you want to, um, if you want to read a yeah. good mystery, one that surprised me, because Ooh. I read Girl on the Train and I did not enjoy that. I liked Gone Girl. I did not read I haven't Gone. read Gone Girl. Gone Girl's really good. <laughs> um, She's if you want a good mystery, a book, so here's a book that surprised me. Yes. Um, because I read a bunch of thrillers in a row. And I didn't Ooh. like most of them. Uh, but the one hard. that I did read that I did like was An Anonymous Girl. Okay. And I don't remember the author's name, but it's read in, um, it's, it's so interesting because it's, fir- it's uh, third person perspective and second person perspective. Yeah. So, and you don't get a lot of books that are read and are like told in second person perspective. Yeah. Um, but it's, it was really cool. It's this girl who, she's a makeup artist who lives in New York City, and she joins this morality, like, clinical psychology testing, um, to make some extra money. And huh. ends up getting, like, pulled into, like, all this other stuff. Oh, I think maybe you did tell me about it a It was very good. It surprised me. Okay. Um, I'm with how much well. I enjoyed it. So, that would be, like, a book that surprised me this year. Deal. Um, do we want to just quickly mention, like, books we are going, or we are excited about or going yes. to read? Hype books, TBR piles, what's on them? Um, I started reading 1Q84, that's the kind of the heavy one, but I'm super excited to read it because it, like, it does read well, it's just a huge book, but, like, pumped. Super pumped. Corey. Oh, gosh. My TBR pile is enormous. Um, I still have to read The Wicked King, I need to read Crooked Kingdom. I need to read Queen of Nothing eventually. Pick one, though. I need to read King of Scars. Why don't you ever about? read the second books for first books oh, you were I really have, excited like, about? Commitment issues, okay? <laughs> there it is. Um, I think the one I would like to pick up next because I think it'll be a good time and I think it will get me out of like this weird slump that I've been yes. in. At least reading wise, um, I think I'm gonna pick up Wayward, Wayward Son. Yeah, oh, I was Rainbow just gonna Rowell. say that one was so good. You I guys was, need to uh, read it. Was it okay? And I was gonna put Carry On as maybe one of my favorites. It was but a good my closure. Book. Yeah. Okay. Good. So yeah, like it wasn't like anything like oh my god, spectacular five stars, yeah. but it was the closure I wanted. 
I almost and really it was think good. that's what I need. And I listened yeah. to it really quickly where I read the carry on. And yeah. it was just, it was, it was what I needed to end 2019 with. I think I want to listen to the audiobook because I loved carry on as an audiobook and I love the guy who read it. Yeah, he, he was, was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, the writing it by itself Ugh. is very good. It's so funny. And, like, Pumpkinheads is another thing I read by Rainbow Rowell recently. Really cute. That's super cute. It just puts you in a good mood, puts a smile on your face. Yeah. So I think that's what I'll probably pick up next is going to be Wayward Son by Rainbow Rowell because I need to get out of this reading slump. Yeah. It's been very hard. Um, but Sorcery of Thorns sounds really good, too, so mm-hmm. that's kind of in the in the running as well. So, Erin, what do you think you're going to yeah, pick up next you? on your TBR pile? Um, How are you going to close out 2019? Yeah. Or begin 2020. Just some random books. Maybe I should finish Night Circus, which oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was big hype, but has taken a long time for me to get through, I think, because it's big hype. so far not living up to the hype for me. Um, and I've, you're pretty far into it. Yeah, I'm almost done. I just need... It keep, I keep some She's listening to it. She's coming for your favorite book, y'all. She's coming. I... Know, I I'm listening to it and it keeps expiring and I have to keep, I have I to keep, that. and then I got to wait for it to come back. So in the meantime, I've just been really listening to some Rebecca Solaire audiobooks that she I just love her, and, you know, but I can't wait to get my hands on these books that will finish the series for us, like yeah. Hand on the Wall and yes. Queen of Nothing. Oh my God, I need Queen of Nothing. Can you guys like start reading, um... Throne of Glass. Hey, I read the first one and I started the second one, but like okay. I'm about to finish Kingdom of Ash and so I just need you guys. I have to, to I have to okay. read these because yeah. the audiobooks are not on Libby. And oh. I don't want to pay for yeah. I feel like the audiobooks They're only would be on terrible. Audible and well, I don't want to pay to get them yeah. pay yeah. for Audible right now fine. in my budget. So yeah. I we can't live in that listen library to them. Left. Yeah, like that's why it's not I haven't finished them or moved on because I have okay. to read them. Yes. And so now that it's getting cold again. You can do it. Wait till January and I uh, survive the holidays. I love winter reads. And then I will get through it. It's on my list. I wanted to have it finished already, yeah. but the life, life happens. Okay. Reader. <laughs> no. It's like just an ever expanding. And like I just kept putting it off because it's so many books and so I many. knew it would take over my life. It, yeah, I don't. I put the last one on hold because I was like, let me finish the Raven Cycle yeah. and a bunch of other. I, I mean, was I have them all. I asked for them for my birthday, yeah. so I have the whole series yeah. on my bookshelf. Yeah. I just so only read the first one. Yeah, go for it. What are you yeah. gonna end the year with? <sighs> that was Kingdom. a big like physical <sighs> sigh. Like yeah. both of your shoulders like rolled with that. Perfect <sighs> Kingdom, The Outsiders by Stephen King. Um, that was a little slower than the Institute, so I'm having a harder time. Like, it keeps expiring, like Aaron said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to read a, a, a prologue to Murder, which is uh, the Murder by the Book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that one was really cute, fun, cozy read. Cozy like, mystery. That was a good cozy mystery. Not, like, Death by Coffee, <laughs> for example. Um, probably, yeah, so Crooked Kingdom, Kingdom of Ash. Gonna fi- finish all my series. Uh... And then there's another one, The Outsiders. And then I think maybe I'll pick up, like, I have Call the Hawk. I have, like, I have a couple I could pick up. Mm-hmm. So maybe, like, those three to start. And yeah. then, because if I'm going to hit that 80 goal, <laughs> start, like, start busting them out. Reading so. some books. I'm like, I can't waste my time with one Q84 right now because that is, like, five books in one or. So four. if you don't, if you don't hit that 80. That 80 goal. Like, if you don't hit, you're going to be devastated? Yeah. Oh, no. 
Time to like start busting out some graphic novels. Uh, yeah, I'm like, should I? Does that count? I, I want to read Saga. I keep hearing that's good. It is very good. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Do you have them? Um, not anymore. I'll just I'll just find them. We uh, sell them. I I'm. Why am I talking? You work. I can, the, you work I can in the buy bookstore. them. I work in a bookstore, guys. <laughs> I can I can do this. Um. Yeah. I for yeah. me, I think I'm going to be pounding a couple more cozy mysteries. Do knitting books count? No, they don't. No. I mean, are you reading it? I no. think if you read it, it counts. I mean, like, or even if, if it's instructional. They're all abbreviations for like words. <laughs> it doesn't count. You just, I think as long as you get from one cover to the it back cover. It doesn't count because yeah. you read one page 8,000 times and you only, it takes you only you weeks to page. go over the yeah. one yeah. pattern. Okay, That's not fair. To another pattern. I don't, we're bust out cozy mysteries, manual. graphic novels. Yeah. This is how you get to the up. end of the year. I'm just going to continue yeah. busting out these random audio You already hit your goal, Erin. It doesn't yeah. count. done. Yeah, I think I'll well, have to I start replacing music with audiobooks because I've been listening to a lot of music and mm. I, I went on a like Korean drama binge and you know how, how I do that and Peaky Blinders like is uh, Peaky <laughs> Blinders is really uh drawn me in and Gilmore Girls, I've rewatched that. All right. I'm I've already started rewatching Gilmore Girls again. It's a good morning show. Yeah, you just but get, now I'm on you have like, your coffee, you get ready. I wish Hallmark Christmas movies counted as books. You know, there are they books are good. that are, are just like Hallmark Christmas movies. There is something, the aesthetics of, like, watching it, though, is oh, not yeah. the same as reading it. They all so. have the most beautiful red coats Ugh. I've ever seen. Sweater Where do you coats, get, uh, coats. Yeah. yeah. They're probably got them at Macy's. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, they're all for Macy's and JCPenney's. All right. Um, yeah, let's close this out. Um, if you guys have any book suggestions for us for January, because we're starting the new year, and maybe one day we'll read Night Film together, that's another one I want to read. But that's that book also is so huge. long, and it scares me. I love scary books. Ain't nobody got time for that. I do. I will make time after one Q84. I know uh, you do not. <laughs> Look, I have to one of my eighty books. <laughs> I have to read the entire Throne of Glass series now. Yeah, by same. your request. Yeah, so. yeah, you do, and then you can hop on night film later. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Throne of Glass, but yeah, send us some requests just in case uh, we haven't mentioned ten thousand books that you want us to read or yourselves to read with us. Yeah, um, just keep adding to the TBR pile. Yeah, sorry we did this so late, but you know. It's not because we don't love you. We grew as people, and it took us a few months to kind of come out of that cocoon. We have if changed. We're, if we're out. Are we out? I don't know. I'm, I'm like, Are we, is this like making dark? my way, but I don't know that I've like opened my wings just yet. Faces pass, but you're not homebound yet. Yeah. It's like in A Bug's Life when the caterpillar comes out of his chrysalis and his wings are really tiny. Like, oh. That's me. Oh, he's a chunky boy. I'm a beautiful boy. butterfly. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's a really good impression. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. That's really good. Well. Erin, yeah. do you want to close it out? Yeah. Wrap it up, Erin. Because you, you, you brought us into this. Yeah, we're here. We're surviving. And life happens. And we like books, so... This podcast makes us happy. I hope it makes you happy. Yeah. And we like forcing ourselves to make time to, to be do it and, See you know, other. talk. It gives us a reason to talk more about something if we're all reading the same book or talking yeah. about the podcast. <laughs> and then an excuse to get together at least once a month, which is great. 
um, it's harder than you think. I have to keep requesting that we do it earlier in the <laughs> <Yeah>. evening, <laughs> but it keeps happening really late, and somehow it still ends up wrapping even up when we meet early, past so 12 p.m. Look, because there we didn't is even no start one recording I would rather spend the wee hours of the morning with. Sans my husband. You just regret it <laughs> the next day so bad. The next, like, three days so I know, bad. but now I want to stay up and finish Crooked Kingdom. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm thinking about right now. We've like, all drank coffee. Sleep? No one is sleeping. Um, I teach in the morning, but not till 10, so you just stay I just up. got to take my cat to the vet at 11. Yeah. It's too much. And then work in the evening. Ugh. Well, guys, it's been real. Thank you so much for listening, if you did. If you didn't, um... <laughs> yeah, if you made us th- made it this far, yeah. let us know because this is going to be a long one because we're gone for so long. Yeah. <laughs> and if you have made it this far and you guys have been listening to the podcast, I would just encourage oh, yeah. you as a person to grab a couple buddies and start a little book group like this. It's hard to get everybody on the same page and reading the same books, but it's something that's like really rewarding and just having an excuse to get together with your buddies and like do something fun and that gives you the payoff of reading a book yeah. um, and experiencing it together is really cool and it's something that I've really been grateful for this year so oh and this was supposed to be a request for our friend Mason for a murder mystery oh you yeah know, for hey. us to read a normal book as she would say <laughs> hey Mason and this is Mason, as normal as it gets. You probably crime, didn't so make it, it this far, count. so I don't even know if you actually read this book because you said you would, but she we disappeared, so not. we <laughs> don't know if you followed through or not. Like, yeah. So this is for Mason. Mason. Who will probably never hear this because she probably turned it off a this long time ago. Ded- she did. We dedicate this to you. I'm also going to dedicate it to Bob because she never we, listens Bob to it. already dedicated this to all the girls out there named Savannah. This is the end of the Mason. episode dedication. I see. We're dedicating yeah. this podcast. Not just this episode. <laughs> We're dedicating this year to you four. You three. three. You three. Yeah. It's just Mason, Bob, and Savannah's. Okay. And Savannah's. And Savannah's, yeah. Love those Savannah's. Wow. Uh, you girls really uh, made this possible. We did this for a year. I mean, I guess we can't kind count of. those. Kind of. I mean. I mean, we've done it for. The Guild of Wolves episode was real. We've uh, had we some ups swear. and downs. I yeah. swear. I won't and I mean, if we one. had recorded, we would have done all year because we did read books in those other months that we did not actually record. So. Technically, yes. But yeah, you guys should make a book club. We encourage you to. I meet so many people who say they want to like join book clubs and they're not a part of them. And like, how do they do it? And it's like, you just make one. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I didn't realize that was like a, a thing that people are kind of wondering how to get into book clubs and how to find them. It's kind of, I mean, maybe start a Facebook group or something and be like, right, who like, wants to be in my book club? Do we need to start club? a Facebook group? Because we don't have one. For the Let podcast, us know. We could. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, or, like, get your friends in, like, a group message on Instagram if that's the platform that you like. Yeah. or And, like, follow your favorite authors. Like, there's a ton of, like, people on Bookstagram, and you can follow other people who are reading the same books that you're reading and, you know, make it happen. But you'll absolutely probably read books you hate, but that's that's the fun of it. It is. It's the risk you take. The risk you take. But all of you get a chance to read a book you like, so that's how that works. Broaden your horizons, guys. Okay, we've had coffee. That's why we're still talking. So let's stop. (laughs) Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Good night. Good night. Good night.
this is Corey, Kirsty, and Erin from the Angsty Book Society. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Angsty Book Society and on Twitter at Angsty Book Club to make sure you're keeping up with whatever the latest book of the month is. Happy reading. Happy reading. Happy reading.